0: Welcome to Professor Forever. I am the Professor Forever. I have a cat in the room today. I can't get her out because I try to wrestle her up and she's much faster than I am. So you might be hearing her in the background today. Her name is Meep Geese. Do you know who Meep Geese was? Look her up. I want to say one thing before I begin This actual podcast today and that is someone talked to me about the overlapping of relationships and made a joke about it that maybe they should try it and I want to include this extra point about my history of overlapping relationships It does seem to give you a little bit of stress relief when you're doing it. However, when you come to a time where you don't overlap, at least what happened to me was, I grieved every single relationship I left without closure. All at once. So, it may seem like a shortcut to love, but in fact... That karma builds up, and if you don't properly part ways with someone, you will have to pay for it in the future. At least that's my experience. Today I want to talk about my factory job. I come from a, an area in Ohio known as the Steel Valley. Mills were part of my growing up. So many people I knew had fathers who worked at the mill, brothers who worked at the mill. I graduated with someone who unfortunately tripped and fell into a vat of molten steel at the mill. In fact, a lot of people that I grew up with craved getting a job at one of the mills um, because It was good pay, and you could be represented by a union. There's a pension program involved. You know, there's a lot of safety in a blue-collar job working at a steel mill. Unfortunately, today, almost all of those mills are defunct. No longer exist. I'm sure a lot of you know about the whole depression of factory work in the Midwest. That did happen to the place I come from. But I had this feeling growing up that working in a factory would be cool. And I think it's because of that background that I just explained. I was having a rough year. A little bit past mid-20s. I was living with a couple of friends with an ex. Um, We just needed to be roommates a little bit longer, but it was rough. Whenever I would come back home after being out with someone in a romantic way, um, she was still very angry about the breakup, and she would question me all night long. If I started to fall asleep, she would wake me up and say, I'm talking to you. Thus, I was getting very little sleep at this time in my life. But I had a job at a factory. I had left gas station work. I actually acquired an allergy to gasoline. So the doctor said, I'm not sure if I believe that. And I think if it was true, I am over it now. But there was a lot of stress going on with my gas station career. So, whatever I got an allergy to, it happened. I saw that a clearinghouse type of factory was hiring. And I went and I stood in line. This is the... Allure a factory job. So many people want to work there That there's usually a line Around the block When some openings Come up So I was standing in line I had my resume with me You know, I still had that glow From my bachelor's degree um, And when I went in to talk To this Regional supervisor She said, why'd you bring that? And I said, well, I just thought maybe my education could help me in this way. And she said, don't let anyone know that you have a college degree if you get this job, which I thought was really strange. But I said, okay. Then she asked me, why would you want a job at a factory if you have a college degree? I had to think fast on my feet, and I did. And I said, I want to write a book about it. That seemed to please her and intrigue her, and she said, show up at 7 o'clock tomorrow. So things weren't going well for me at home. I had this new job that I didn't know how I was going to do. Actually, it was my prowess at the 10-key calculator that also helped me get that job. That was honed during my years as a manager of a gas station, because you have to add up the money every day. So I could fly on a 10-key, and this job involved 10-key work. But it was a new job, so there was a little bit of stress there. One way that I relieved my stress at that time of my life was going fishing. I used to go fishing quite a bit. Right around the time that I got the job, I went fishing, and I caught a huge channel catfish. I pulled him up. He was barking, barking, barking. It was a good fight. I pulled him out, and I did not think that I was going to catch any fish at this creek that I went to. So I didn't have a stringer or anything to put the fish on. I unhooked him, and I found a plastic bag in my trunk, and I put him in the plastic bag. Again, when I think of these activities I did when I was in my 20s, I cringe. I, I don't even fish now because I think it's cruel. But the fact that I did not kill this fish, but I just put it into a plastic bag and then took it home. I had intentions of killing the fish, I think. But at the moment, I just put him in a plastic garbage bag and threw him in my trunk. Back at work So There were several characters That entered my life At the factory There was Carrie the cokehead So She did Introduce me To something that would Alter my life In Very particular ways over the next Decade plus But That's enough said about her. I had a supervisor named Roberta, and I'll get back to her, and I met a very smart woman who was not the cleanest person. She seemed like she didn't shower a lot, um, and she did have dirt under her fingernails. Her name was Peggy, and people called her Piggy Peggy. There's one thing that I learned about factory work. When you're done with your task, you need to keep productive. We were tasked with walking around the factory and looking for things to do, to load, to pack up, To organize if we were done with our task I was not very good at being productive But Peggy was And we spent a lot of time After we got our daily work done Talking, she being productive Me just sitting there talking I think Peggy fell in love with me She ended up giving me a boat She told me that I had eyelashes growing out of the corner of my eye. Eyes. You have to get pretty close to someone to be able to tell them that. Anyway, I got pretty good at the job, but another thing I learned was you had a time clock, and you could not make three infractions about being late. Well... Since I lived far away and I was having a lot of stress at home, including not sleeping well, my first infraction of uh, being late happened almost immediately. So when I got home from fishing with the catfish in my trunk, The next day I got up to go to work This was probably why I was late that day I heard a thumping in my truck Or in my trunk And I could not believe it It was the catfish The catfish was still alive I opened up the trunk of my car Before I took off for work And I opened up the plastic bag And there he was with his gaping ma Trying to get oxygen out of the air Which he couldn't do Um I carefully grabbed him, avoiding the uh, whiskers, which I have been stung by catfish before. It is not pleasant. Those barbels can really cut you, and they also can have some poison on them. Anyway, I was lucky. I grabbed the catfish, and I didn't know what to do, so I filled up the bathtub, and I put him in it. Again, this is a house I'm living in with my ex. We had the bottom floor and with a couple of friends on the top floor. One bathroom in this house. I filled up that bathtub and I, one bathtub in this house. I filled up that bathtub and I put that catfish in it. And I thought, I'll deal with him when I get home from work. So I get to work. I want to tell you about Roberta. Roberta was my main direct supervisor She had a twin who worked at this factory, and her name was Roberta. That's right. Roberta and Roberta. I remember just dropping my jaw when she introduced me to her twin, and I did say to her before I left that job, how did you tell the difference when your mom called you to yell at you or wanted to call each of you specifically? And she said, Well, she would say, come here, Roberta And then for my sister, she would say Come here, Roberta You hear the difference, right? I didn't Do you? But it was R-O-B-E-R-T-A And her twin sister, R-U-B-E-R-T-A This is a true story Anyway uh, She was an interesting person But I also got to know another person. Her name was Connie. I know her last name, but I'm not going to use it. And she had a very interesting story. She was 19. She had a four-year-old daughter who was conceived because her family asked her 18-year-old boyfriend when she was 15 to watch her for a couple of weeks while they went on vacation. Knowing full well what would probably happen And it did This 15 year old Connie got pregnant Ended up marrying that boy Her husband was a coon hunter A raccoon hunter He hunted at night She taught me about a hunter's moon One day we went out to lunch And she took me to a barn On their property I'm not completely sure I remember all that happened. I think maybe we made out. I don't know. But she told me all these stories about how she'd come to be in the situation that she was. That was the day I lost my job because I came back from lunch with Connie and I was late. And at a factory, there's no soft soaping. There's no, oh, come on, I, you know, there was this reason that I was late. If that time clock clicks and it's on the wrong tick, you're out. So I lasted there maybe seven months, I guess. I knew that my time was getting short before that happened, though. I kept thinking about what my, the, Supervisor above Roberta Said to me when I was hired Don't let people know you have a college degree So as I was getting more comfortable in my job I remember distinctly one day Talking to Piggy Peggy, And I used the word mediocre It was like E.F. Hutton talking Everybody stopped what they were doing And looked at me My cover was blown Anyway, that was the end of my job. And I came home to that catfish being in the bathtub. I put him in a bowl in the refrigerator. There was a lot of clunking. I waited and waited for hours for him to pass. My ex came home and said, I've had enough. I'm leaving. And I thought, how am I going to handle this rent? I looked in the refrigerator. The catfish was still alive. His poor gaping ma still trying to get air out of his element. I moved the bowl to the freezer. In one hour, I checked it. He was dead next to a pile of catfish shit. He has haunted me for years. And I always think about him whenever I think about the factory. That was the end of those people. Except Piggy, Peggy, kept in touch with me for a while. She became an author of... X-rated books. I remember one time she called me up and said, what's Professor another word for boo?" I think that was the last time I talked to her. Thank you for listening. Until next time, get thinking.
1: She's got no lessons planned for me. Forever Professor Forever